Hello and welcome to the Heads Up 7-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Silvera. Before I get into the episode, I just want to talk to you briefly about a movie I watched. I watched The Disaster Artist this week with James Franco. And it was a really fun movie. I recommend it to everyone. And it's kind of funny because it's about creating a project that turns out awful. I mean, it's about this movie called The Room, which is regarded as one of the worst movies in modern film history. And it was funny because I just put out this podcast within a few weeks, and I was kind of worried about the perception of people were going to like it. But you know what? This movie just taught me just if people like it, that's awesome. If they don't, it's still something you got to do. And I get positive feedback from all of you, and I'm going to keep doing this and hope you all keep liking it. And if not, hey, maybe they'll make a movie about how bad this podcast was someday. Who knows? Maybe Jonah Hill will blame me. People told me I looked like him. Uh, don't know if that's good or bad. But without further ado, here's our new episode. Oh, hello, Brittany. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we're recording. How are you doing today, Brittany? I'm doing good today, Neil. How are you doing? Pretty, pretty good. Are you ready to uh, tackle our geekiest list to date? I think so. Today we're going to be talking about the top seven Star Wars characters. Yeah. Super exciting stuff. And who do we have in, in studio? We're not in studio, but on the line today. Today we have Justin Haymaker. He is a longtime friend of both of ours, and he is going to be discussing his top seven Star Wars characters with us. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Good, Justin. Hi, Justin. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. So, uh, yeah, Justin and uh, Brittany and I, we all worked at the theater together. Um, me and Justin watched a lot of Star Wars movies there at the time, and we're just big kind of Star Wars nerds. <laughs> yes, I would say so, definitely. <laughs> Cool. Well, anyway, I don't know if Justin wants to talk a little bit about his list and how he chose or give a little background on himself and how he came to love Star Wars so much. If you'd like to talk a little bit about that, Justin. All right. Well, I mean, I was four when the first Star Wars came out. I don't really remember the experience of watching it the first time, but I can remember standing in the line that was up the whole entire block. <laughs> um, and that that's an image that's always stuck with me. As far as it goes, though, you know, Star Wars is just, you know, for my whole life has just been part of the culture. Um, you talk to people, you know, anybody who's over, who was born, I would say by 1980 or so, you know, they usually know Star Wars and it's always mm -hmm. a good place to start, strike up a conversation with someone. Um, people always have their opinions of favorite characters and favorite movies and everything like that. And mostly it's just a lot of fun. I like that. So how did you decide, like, who to choose on your list? What was your criteria, if you had any? Um, well, I I just looked at which characters kind of um, resonated with me the most, the ones who I felt had the biggest impact on the series, mm -hmm. or in some cases, the ones that were just kind of the most fun characters. Sounds good. And Neil, how about you? How did you learn to love, or learn to love Star Wars? How did you become to love Star Wars? And tell us about your list a little bit. I don't know about how I, because I was like three, I think, when Return Jedi comes out. So as far as I've known, Star Wars has always been in my life. I don't know what my <laughs> first experience with with it, but I can just have, I just have great memories of being a child and like on the weekends, just putting Star Wars and just doing Star Wars marathons. But I was so young that I would skip Empire Strikes Back sometimes because it was a little too dark for me when I was literally <laughs> little. But then I, I, I began to really love that movie uh, later in life. Um, and my list is kind of similar to Justin's. I judged kind of characters on how they were written and like how well they were thought out on screen and also just how enjoyable they were. Cool. But and I we, we took into account like all 
of Star Wars, so Star Wars Rebels, whatever the Star Wars world is. But I think my list mainly was all just the cinematic Star oh, Wars characters. and we're doing, like, are we including the prequels as well? We are including those. <laughs> I know I didn't even show you those because I, I kind of warned you that they're not even worth watching. So I showed you, like, the, the YouTube clip where they condensed them down to five minutes. I noticed minutes, on and someone's that was list there was someone from the prequels, and I was like, hmm, interesting. interesting. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, see. See what, we'll see where we get they to that. They factored into mine. I'll, get, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I heard they were not that great. But we'll see. Maybe you can compel me to watch them today. So what we're going to do... And yeah, yeah. Before we get into that, let me just say that I know that uh, if you're listening to a podcast on Star Wars, you've probably watched all the movies, mm-hmm. but if you haven't, there's a possibility we could you know, have some spoilers in here, so just keep a heads up, especially for the new ones. There might be some Rogue One or some Episode 7 spoilers, so if you haven't watched it, just be <laughs> mindful. Sounds good. Well, for me, I just watched Star Wars. I know I watched it when I was a kid, but I didn't really remember anything, and... Neil just showed it to me um, when we first started dating like three years ago. So I have a pretty good grasp on the characters, but some of them I don't really remember. So we will see how this goes today. So should we start off with the number seven? Sure. Throw mass. Oh, and we did not um, share each other's lists like we did Prior last episode. Prior to this so right now. This is going to be kind of a surprise. I think I have an idea who's number one is, but <laughs> I'm not sure though. <laughs> we will see. Okay. So number seven, and we'll just bounce back and forth, but we'll go Neil. He decided his number seven was Kylo Ren, and Justin was Jin Erso. So let's hear from Neil. Oh. You want to hear from me first? Yeah. I um, am not shocked, but a little surprised that Jin Erso's on his list, and I might agree with him. I picked Kylo Ren, and I know this is kind of a cheat because our, our, our judge has a soft spot for Adam Driver. <laughs> but that aside, Kylo Ren, I feel like, is... He, he kind of gets bashed for being kind of whiny, but he is exactly what Anakin and Luke were at that age. If they hadn't have had all the problems and had to deal with tragedies in their life, he's kind of been given everything on a silver platter or has a sense of entitlement. And I think he he really falls in line with what the Skywalker um, kind of ego is when they're mm-hmm. young. So I think he's fun in that way, and I think he's a villain that's the most conflicted and has a lot more going on. And I'm really interested to see what they do with this character, but I really like the start to the Kylo Ren character and he he looks cool too I love the the disheveled mask and everything so I think he's a fun villain and I really am excited to see what they do with him yeah he looks really cool I like the way he looks (laughs) so no I do think I do think he's a he's a pretty cool villain my my only thing is that his character arc is just it's so undeveloped at this point that it's you know we don't know where he's going yeah exactly and I'm just having a lot of faith that they do take him in different directions a little bit more than well, we'll get to another villain in my list later, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. So, Justin, who is Jyn Erso? Why did you choose him? Or okay, her? Jyn Erso <laughs> is, is the hero of Rogue One, which oh. it's a prequel, but it's not part of the prequel trilogy that everybody hates. Um, she's really the, the hero who is involved with stealing the uh, plans to destroy the Death Star from um, this rebel base and you know she goes into it knowing that she's probably going to be sacrificing herself to uh get these plans to help destroy the rebels and even though she's only in the one movie um she's a character that is really well developed shows a lot of uh tenacity and uh you know a lot of inner conflict as well but uh she winds up becoming really one of the most important characters in the story because without what she did in Rogue One the events of the original Star Wars don't happen. So that's why I picked her at number seven. 
that was a really good explanation because now that kind of makes me want to watch Rogue One. I haven't watched it, which I've been meaning to, but I haven't. So I think in number seven's place, I'm going to go with Kylo Ren. Just from my point of view. <laughs> yeah, I had a given. feeling I wasn't going to win that one. <laughs> I, I feel like that was a cheat code. I put a cheat code. He is like, I yet. always say he's my second husband if I ever had a different one. So gotcha. <laughs> unfortunately, okay. it goes to Neil on that one. Good one, good one. Oh, interesting. So moving on to number six. Neil has Jyn Erso as his number six, and then Justin has Darth Vader. So, Justin, tell us why you chose Darth Vader. Okay, well, Darth Vader is, he's really one of the most iconic villains in movie history. I mean, Mm -hmm. you go back to 1977 when the first movie comes out, and he's a presence that everybody kind of relates to, the, the deep kind of breathing voice, you know, with the gravitas of James Earl Jones. And, you know, he does the really cool things like the throat hugs. And um, the reason why I have him down at number six rather than further up, though, is because I kind of considered the whole arc of Anakin Skywalker. And when you look at the prequels, um, just absolutely horrible casting that destroyed what really could have been the development of a, a truly iconic character. Uh, you know, Hayden Christensen just was not the right actor to play the young Anakin Skywalker in episodes two and three. Um, and so that really, really diminished the the arc of the character. But one of the points to about Darth Vader is that really the first trilogy and the second trilogy, trilogy Darth Vader is the most important character because it's a the first trilogy is about the fall of Anakin Skywalker and the second trilogy is about the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. And so, you know, really he's kind of the, the whole linchpin of the whole series. Sounds good. I like that explanation. And Neil, why did you choose your number six? Yeah, and just say I'll probably um, support some of Justin's opinions later, but I want to talk about <laughs> why I like Jyn Erso. I liked um, her development as a character. She's a lot more in-depth than a lot of the other starters characters we've been offered. She, we see her as a child, the struggles, and she was actually a criminal, and she doesn't get into the whole thing with altruistic reasons, and it's the whole experience of seeing what's happening is what changes her. And so you see this character develop over one movie, and it's a shame that all we're going to get from her is the one movie, but I thought she was so well-developed, and between her and Ray, they really started having some good female characters in the last couple movies, and... I was surprised that Justin had her on my list, even though I thought she was deserving, and I obviously have her on my list. I think she's well-deserved Star Wars character <laughs> in this list. Hmm. This one, I'm still... For me, it's easy. I'm going to go with Darth Vader. He's just iconic, so he takes <laughs> number six. I even remember, like, as a kid, I don't even think I watched the movie, but, like, pretending I was Darth Vader into the fan. So, yeah. I mean... Everybody's done that. Come on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Darth Vader takes number six. On to number five, and this one's going to be really hard for me. So Neil has Yoda and Justin has Chewbacca. So let's hear from Neil. All right. First, let me say that Chewbacca's cool, but, you know, you don't really... We're kind of implied what he's saying. We're just kind of taking that from, like, Hans. You know, maybe he could be, like, a total lame that we don't even know because we don't even know what he actually says. But Yoda is cool. Yoda, and especially when you look at Empire Strikes Back, Yoda, who actually had an attitude, it was funny. Um, they kind of went away from that and the other things. But he was the the greatest Jedi master that the, that the trilogy or the whole sh- series has had so far. And he was integral to all six of the, the original episodes. And I don't know. I, if they do a spinoff movie, that'll be great. 
and he had a great battle scene in episode two, I believe. So he's a fun character. He's my only alien on my list. Everybody mimics the way he talks. It's that's I, that's as iconic as Darth Vader, is the Yoda speech pattern. So Yoda's great. Huh, that's a good one. And Neil or Justin, why did you choose Chewbacca? Okay, well, first I got to say I can't criticize anything about Yoda, uh, <laughs> you know. And and the one thing I'll say about uh, his his kind of attitude in in Empire Strikes Back probably had more to do with senility than anything else. As far as Chewbacca, I think uh, I picked him because he's kind he's one of the characters that kind of gives an emotional grounding to the movie um, through the way that he expresses himself, and you know he he's kind of the protector of everybody. And although you never really know what he's saying. Um, uh, exactly what he's saying. Everybody actually kind of knows what he means just because of the the way he um, articulates, you know, uses his hands to gesture and everything like that. And on top of that, he's just an adorable character, even for being huge and hairy and, you know. Yeah, that's one thing the Star Wars um, franchise gets well is they get a lot of characteristics and emotions out of these characters that you don't even know what they're saying between R2-D2, BB-8, and Chewbacca. Right. Justin, did you watch, before I make my decision, did you watch the Christmas special? Oh, my God. That was so... I I think I watched about three quarters of it when Neil shared the link uh, a couple years ago. And it was just painful beyond all belief. I forgot to bring that up. And that does put Chewie in kind of a creepy That's what I was going to say. I'm that. like, I feel like originally I would have went with Chewbacca. But after watching that, it was kind of tainted well, for me. I, I just totally forgot about that and didn't don't include that in my reckoning at all yeah he kind of has that perverted uncle or dad yeah so he watches like soft porn for like 20 minutes of the whole movie it was it was really interesting um but for that fact alone i just have to give this one to yoda oh to awesome. neil even though i that one's hard for me but based on that i just have to go with yoda hey it's easy being green it's easy <laughs> sounds good well that was a good one. Coming in at number four, we have Neil with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Justin with Yoda at his number four slot. Oh, okay. So let's hear from Justin on why he still likes Yoda. <laughs> well, you know, I, I gave him a little more importance than Neil did just because of the fact that uh, he is so integral to the whole story. He's he's kind of the um, philosophical grounding for the story along with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um and he's just he, he's comedy comic relief especially in uh empire strikes back you know with all the all the you know classic lines um where he's kind of testing luke skywalker when they're on dagobah and then in the prequels where he has the lightsaber battle with uh wasn't that with dooku with dooku yeah that was just i mean i don't think there's a moment that star wars fans wanted more than when that lightsaber battle happen mm-hmm. you know seeing yoda go do his thing i i think that was probably the best part of all of the prequels um agreed but <laughs> you know yoda's he, he's a great character and uh you know he he's very integral to the whole you know star wars universe oh yeah for sure for sure and neil why did you do obi-wan Oh, I feel like Obi Wan and Yoda are kind of. I have. I kind of flip flopped to where they were importance wise. I mean, I wouldn't have had Obi Wan as high if it wasn't for the prequels. And I think Ewan McGregor is probably the best part of the prequels. He's the one that's actually giving it the most effort, and um, it kind of shows the struggles Obi Wan had and his mistakes and what led to this thing with Luke wanting to redeem Anakin. 
failures. I like him, and I think he might have an impact even in this, the heritage maybe of Ray. Who knows? I, I feel like there's something there maybe. So I think Ewan McGregor really seals it between having the two best actors in tandem, Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. He is, you know, he's not a fun character, not like the other guys. He doesn't really have any good quips or anything like that, but he's a good stability of the franchise um, and shows what a Jedi really should be. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of think they're kind of comparable as well, but definitely Yoda's going to have to take this one again because he's like a main part of Star Wars, the whole franchise. So, (laughs) I mean, Yoda, you can't have it without him. So, Yoda's going to, I mean, I don't know about Obi Wan either, but Yoda wins this one for sure. Yoda wins, he does. Yoda gets oh. a double double win. Mm-hmm. He gets two spots in the top seven. Oh, I didn't even think about that, actually. Um, but, okay, number three. So, Neil has Leia, and then Justin has Obi-Wan. So, Neil, why did you choose Leia? I chose Leia because um, this series did a good job of, like, she could have been a damsel in distress is what they kind of... Um, portrayed her as in like you know the trailers for star wars but she ended up being a whole lot more than that she's she was feisty she has a lot of good a lot of good humor between her and han solo they have the best lines in the movie little quips between the two of them and then she's a military leader she does a lot more for for the first female character in the series than would have been expected from the typical damsel in distress and it's just carrie fisher and she's you know kind of in memoriam you got to think that how great of a job she did and um Oh, that's on. I miss her too. Justin, why did you choose Obi-Wan? Well, uh, Neil touched on a lot of the points with Obi-Wan. Um, you know, he, he's kind of Luke's center for the, for the series. He's the one that kind of helps Luke find himself and by extension then becomes very important because, um, you know, Luke is obviously a critical character in the, in the original trilogy. Um, I agree that having Ewan McGregor in the in the uh, prequels play Obi-Wan Kenobi was, you know, a brilliant bit of casting. And I'm looking forward to the possibility that Ewan McGregor will reprise the role in a standalone spinoff about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know he's interested, but I don't know if they're actually going to go forward with that yet. Yeah, I think that's about all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> he's just good. He's just good. Now, yeah, I that's a hard one, but I'm going to go with Princess Leia. Just because I thought, especially in the last movie, The Force Awakens, she was really good in that. Like, she was a bigger part of it. I mean, she was throughout the whole um, series, but I really liked her in the last movie. So, yeah. Leia wins that one. Sorry. (laughs) My apologies. One point I'll say about Leia is she kind of came into her own starting with um, Jedi and then in Force Awakens, in the mm-hmm. first two movies, she does play a little bit more as kind of a damsel in distress. That's yeah. part of the reason I didn't put her in my list. I really liked her actually in Brush Strikes Back. I feel like she was really pushing back. I guess they were making the love story part of the Brush Strikes Back, but I just loved the lines and her scrubby looking nerf her yeah. and all yeah. of her, push, her pushback against um, Harrison Ford, who was kind of like the scene stealer of the series she really held her own with him yeah and the nerf herder i mean that's one of the most iconic uh you know sayings from the whole movie or the whole franchise so number two neil has darth vader and justin has r2d2 so justin why did you choose r2d2 as number two okay well first of all r2d2 is the only character that has been in all seven of the movies so far of the the main storyline i'm not including rogue one and clone wars and other ones um but he um and anthropomorphizing him by calling him a he but he i think that's how it 
R2 is identified in the series as being a he. But really, he's, first of all, he's always got the right answer, knows what to do to save the day, doesn't care about what's going on around him. He, he'll dive right into where there's laser fire going back and forth to go do what needs to be done. And then also um, is a great example of how through the little chips, chirps and whirs and, you know, the moving back and forth on his legs, they got a lot of emotion out of a garbage can, basically. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so that's why I picked R2. He just, he just winds up being so instrumental to the to the whole franchise. I like that. That sounds good. And Neil, what did you, or why did you choose Darth Vader for your second slot? I do like R2, and I, I had a hard time listening. <laughs> taking them off but i really didn't put any characters i feel like they didn't have any dialogue i don't know it's, it's tough i don't know that was a tough that was a tough that was a tough omission on my list but i chose darth vader for a lot of reasons that justin talked about earlier he is the central figure of this whole storyline i mean the whole first six were really about him and even seven shows a lot of impact of what his legacy is meaning on kylo ren and what kylo ren how kylo ren identifies himself as a skywalker when in the shadow of anakin or darth vader he, and if you just take the first movie alone, A New Hope, we don't get any of this backstory. He's like an ultimate villain. In, in A New Hope, he's just unemotional. There's nothing about him other than this, this creepy guy that breathes weird in this big black suit. And every movie since then has been to to humanize him. Every every story since then has had a little bit of aspect is trying to humanize this greatest villain ever. So I think in two ways, if you take the, the just the New Hope, Darth Vader. He is the ultimate, like, unrelenting, unemotional villain. But then if you take the whole story of Anakin, it's kind of a heartbreaker. And that's then he's the whole reason. He's actually the hero. He's the one that saves the galaxy. So I think he's great on so many different levels. And, I'll, you know, I'll add to that that, you know, in the first prequel, you know, The Phantom Menace, I thought Jake Lloyd was, he was a decent choice to play the young Anakin. I mean, that if you when they started it at that young of an age it was always going to kind of bring down the maturity level of the franchise but i thought you know jake lloyd did a decent job of you know initially bringing the character to life yeah in and in retrospect is better than hayden christensen too yeah by a long shot oh and the reason i really liked the color in earlier is i think adam driver is probably one of the better actors they've had in that role too but that's a side point <laughs> sounds good well I actually do like what you said, how they're like the characters that don't really have any dialogue. I think they're a big part of it. So I'm going to go with R2-D2 for the second slot. Even though that's a hard one because Darth Vader is very integral, but I really like R2-D2. Yeah, and the fact he's been in every episode, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't know that actually until Justin said that. So that was really cool. That's why he wins. (laughs) So are we tied? Is it 3-3? That's what it looks like to me. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds good. So I think at number one, we might have a true tiebreaker. <laughs> okay, so for both of you guys, your number one is Han Solo, which I agree with 100%. Um, did you guys want to talk a little bit about why he's your number one? Yeah. Sure. But you want to go first, Justin? Sure. Um, well, first of all, it, brilliant casting. I mean, Han Solo, Han Solo or Harrison Ford, probably the single best casting choice in the whole franchise. You know, he's got the the gravitas, but he's also got the cheekiness um, that plays off well on all the other characters. Um, And he winds up being, I would say that if you take Han Solo out of the equation, Han Solo, if you take him out of the equation 
the whole franchise kind of falls apart because he he kind of is the glue that keeps everything together mm-hmm. um and then he's the the issue with guido shooting first in uh, the special editions um, that's created a lot of talking points for Star Wars fans over the years. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think for most people, they would have to agree that Han Solo is probably the, the, the main linchpin of the whole series, that it would fall apart without him. Yeah, I got to agree that Harrison Ford has a charisma that really kind of takes this from just being a really kind of nerdy sci-fi fantasy thing and makes it fun, funny. He's kind of a good stand-in for the audience where, you know, his friends are going through all this craziness but he's kind of going along with it and adding snarky comments he you know he harrison ford himself is the one improvised the line on empire strikes back where leia says i love you right before he may be presumably going to die and he just says i know <laughs> right. rather than the satisfaction that's my favorite like part <laughs> which, which i don't know you can see it in so many different levels if he really thinks he's going to die it might be easier for her not to know like the love of her life is about just died but so I, I don't know. I don't know how to take that line, but it's, it was a great improvisation. And he, you know, really factors into the last movie, the mo- most of all the, the previous characters. It definitely gives, it definitely winds up being the emotional weight of, uh, of episode seven. Yeah. And yeah, if you haven't watched it, then well, I'm not going to spoil that for you, but yeah, <laughs> he's the emotional weight of seven for one particular reason. Um, I don't know. I really don't have that much more to add to Han Solo. He was a, he's a great character. And what do you have for a tiebreaker, Brittany? Well, like we introduced on the last episode, it's called the Quit Fronting Tiebreaker. What it means basically is you both really, obviously Star Wars nerds, but we'll see who actually knows the most about it. I have a fact about The Force Awakens. So Okay. okay. During opening week, and you probably might know this because you guys have both worked in the movies, but... Star Wars The Force Awakens, what was the box office opening weekend gross that they made on the movie? Uh, and we can do domestic that? or worldwide, whatever you want to do. Domestic, if I'm remembering correctly, wasn't about 185? I was going to say 180, like on the nose. I'll say 180 if you're going 185. <laughs> so who's going with 185? Justin, do you want to change it? No, I'll stick with 185. Okay, I'll go 180. Okay, so according to Forbes, Star Wars The Force Awakens box office opening weekend was $248 million. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> way off. So. Yeah, way off. And this is Price is Right Forbes style, website. Justin takes that. <laughs> and then worldwide, it was $529 million. Okay, I thought it was 500 worldwide, but yeah, I was surprised by domestic. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know the final domestic gross wound up being about $950 million. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting if this... I don't know if this one will have the same Well, weight. the projections right now are somewhere around 180 to 220. Awesome. Well, we got. I'm going to watch it twice. Two of those tickets are already mine. I bought a <laughs> oh, ticket yeah. for the 6 o'clock Thursday show and the 940 Thursday show. So I'm full ready to geek mode out on Thursday. I'm excited. All right. Well, Justin, did you have any honorable mentions, ones that you were tough to, to leave off your list? Um. Yeah, actually, I do. First one for honorable mention, I'm going to say Mace Windu, just because is Samuel L. Jackson is one of the more just just for fun characters in the whole franchise. Um, and the fact that, you know, Samuel L. Jackson basically campaigned to be 
in the series and you know his only thing was give me the purple lightsaber uh, yeah you know he he was just a fun character i mean he wound up having some kind of um weight to his character as it went on but uh he was my first honorable mention and then my second is probably one that's going to make a lot of people groan but i'm going to put jar jar binks <laughs> and the reason oh, why no. i say that is in the first in the first of the prequels i actually kind of liked the character um he kind of reminded me of being on the same lines as Yoda or um, uh, Chewbacca, especially when you look at how Yoda was in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, but also, yeah, you know, there is like a deep conspiracy theory that Snoke is actually Jar Jar Binks, which if that happens, uh, my mind might explode. But I, yeah, that, I love Jar Jar Binks. That'll be that'll be interesting. But you know, one of the other things that I like about Jar Jar Binks is I think that he's such a reviled character by so many fans that I almost think it's fun to, you know, um, give little Jar Jar Binks quotes and, and watch people's face just contort, you know? And so that's the reason why I would, I would give him an honorable mention, not because I actually think he's a great character. Oh no, you sound big boo boo. Oh my God. (laughs) You say that all the time. I'm just going to let everyone know. That's true. For that fact, well, maybe he does deserve it. Did you have any others or those are the two of you? Uh, well, I could go through probably go, 50 so many, characters. Yeah, once I started listening, there's so many. Um, I got to say, that, you know, I'm surprised neither of us mentioned Luke. I know he's a he's not a fun character. He's not whiny. I think as a kid, I liked him. Uh, but as I grew up, I realized it's, he doesn't really have any fun lines like Leia and, and Han do. Um, and he just doesn't come off as that great, actually, after watching <laughs> the original trilogy. So I'm hoping Mark Hamill takes more. I've heard that Mark Hamill is great in this one, and he kind of really adds another depth to Luke, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, in a few weeks to to see if, you know, we, we want to change that, you know, change our opinion of Luke. But I think part yeah. of it was early on, I, I don't think Mark Hamill was up to the same level as an actor as the people around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, compared I to agree. Carrie Fisher and Han Solo and, or I mean, Harrison Ford, Alec Guinness. I, I just don't feel like uh, Mark Hamill was on that level. One that I had a harder time leaving on my list was Ray because I really liked her storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of does have a good arc, and she's just one episode. She wasn't. I, I was her and Jenner, so I, I feel like we're the good one episode people that I. Right. But I thought Jen was a little bit more because they show more about her childhood. But uh, Ray, they're obviously keeping that a secret for a reason. So. Well, and that's the thing. Ray is still a developing character. We don't know. She, yeah. And I there's so many theories out now about you know what her her lineage is you know where she yeah comes and i guess down. there are some spoilers out there that adam driver released in an interview and i really have been trying not to read anything about that interview and my last honorable mention is lando again because he was cool and he had he had the thing too where you know he, was, he betrayed him he had to redeem himself he, he was a, a really good written character and um i've heard somebody mention that there might be he might pop up again in the the new trilogy somewhere so that would be well, that would cool. be interesting i mean he would be yeah if we saw billy d williams in there he'd be pretty old but i guess he'd probably be about the same age as carrie fisher and uh and uh harrison ford yeah. so yeah i don't know if it'll just be an obligatory just you know background character he walks or if he's actually has any lines but those are my honorable mentions. And I, the, another thing about uh, Lando, I didn't realize this, you know, when I was a kid, obviously, but, you know, it turns out Billy D. Williams, he was kind of a heartthrob and, you know, he was a, a, a pop culture, you know, yeah, addition, like it, kind of in the same uh-huh. way that uh, Samuel L. Jackson was in the uh, prequels. Yeah, exactly. Brittany, did you have any that you thought we should have put on our list? Yes. 
I was kind of sad that, I mean, I like C-3PO. <laughs> he's like my spirit character. I feel like he has such high anxiety and <laughs> he's just funny. <laughs> I like him and yeah. I like the Ewoks, even though they're not a character. They're pretty cute. <laughs> and I like every all the people that you guys talked about. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to love these new Porgy that comes in the new Last Jedi. Whatever the little bird-looking thing? It looks like a penguin, like <gasps> gerbil mix or something oh, like that. that thing is so cute. I like BB-8, too. I really yeah, like BB-8. I agree. Yeah. I like when he does now, a little you lighter. Seen, have you seen any of the Ewok movies, Brittany? No. Okay. There's that might two or the three of them. About, yeah. Those are literally the cutest things ever. I love them. <laughs> oh, sounds good. Well, this was fun. I, I feel like I know more about Star Wars now, too. Yeah, do we feel like we got this? I mean, so many characters, but we feel like we could got a good grasp on that today. Yeah, I, I agree. I think so. All right. Well, thanks for being a guest, Justin. We appreciate it. Yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, The Last Jedi uh, this week. Are you week. watching it tonight? I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow morning or Thursday morning. All right. Like, well, not yeah. tomorrow. You know, I got to check it out and make sure everything's cool before the audience sees it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the burdens. I get it. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Justin. Have a good night, man. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So that was our talk with Justin, our Star Wars theme show. Hope you liked it. If you have any thoughts on who we left off or just comments on who we did have on our list, please go to our Facebook page and comment there or go to our website at h up7up.com follow us on twitter at hup7up and again thank you for liking our show on itunes and please rate and review on there if you have not already we appreciate all your support keep it crispy guys